How many of you grew up in a household that encouraged confrontation? Maybe you wouldn't use the word confrontation. I've been reading a lot of leadership books, and they talk about companies that grow, organizations that grow, encourage healthy tension. I don't know about you, but I did not grow up in a house that encouraged healthy tension. My parents are here. They can attest to that. We avoided confrontation. We avoided healthy tension. Don't want to get mama mad. So the process was just to avoid the things that maybe needed to be talked about because we don't want to get other people mad. In these leadership books that I'm reading, it's, it's so funny. I'm like, man, are they sitting in on our meetings? What happens in a good meeting is that we just talk about things that maybe are easy to talk about, and when someone might want to disagree on something, they just hold their breath. If you're keen, you might watch them squirm or wiggle. Maybe they change their body and their posture, but oftentimes they don't say anything, but once the meeting's over, as you leave, that person may call up that person and they talk about what they wanted to say at the meeting and why they didn't say it at the meeting and I can't believe and that and this and that and that. And then we have another meeting the next week and everything seems to be fine. But that person or the other person doesn't speak and there's an opportunity for some tension and nothing said. But after the meeting, she said, he said, we said, they didn't say, right? I don't know about you, but I've had to learn and I am still learning how to allow healthy tension to happen. How to, for me to say something that I know people will disagree with, or maybe it's not the most predominant positive thing to say, But don't we all have maybe sometimes opinions or perceptions that might not agree with everyone? And so how do we handle Christmas? How do we handle Thanksgiving? How do we sit around a table with our family members who probably don't agree? Do we just kind of keep the peace? Don't talk about it. Well, I would suggest from our reading today that Jesus is not necessarily interested in keeping the peace. It's kind of weird because we call Jesus the Prince of Peace, and Jesus came to bring peace on the earth, but the readings also talk about Jesus came to bring division. He came in our reading today to set the earth on fire. And it specifically says, these are Jesus' words, from now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. 
A father will be divided against his son, and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, and so on. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. I don't know why he had to add that, because a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law? Like, that's already a given. Jesus doesn't have to do that, right? But he, you know, he felt like if you're going to blame somebody, you might as well blame Jesus on the tension between a mother-in-law and a a daughter-in-law, right? We tend to blame Jesus for everything. But what Jesus is saying is if we are truly serious about listening to his words and about following him, there will be tension. Intention is not a bad thing. Tension can be a good thing. But if we're serious about following him, we will have to stay in the tension and allow Jesus to mold and transform parts of our life. That's where the division is. Not everyone in our world, not everyone in our family, really wants to follow Jesus. Really wants to follow Jesus. Really wants to allow Jesus to change and transform their mind, their heart, their habits, the way that they live. Some of us, maybe all of us in our family say we believe in Jesus, but not everyone wants to follow him and give their life to him. And so, you can sit at a dinner table with people who say they are believers, with baptized Christians, baptized Catholics, your own family, and completely disagree on some of the basic teachings of Jesus and of the church. You know this. This probably describes your family. And so there's division. I think what we have talked about in church is that what we want to do is cultivate a life that is not compartmentalized. What do I mean by that? We can come to church. We can hear the Word of God. We can put in our time. We can sit here for an hour. And we can maybe allow the tension to touch us just for a moment. But then we go back to our life and the tension is gone. We kind of live in a way that maybe is contradictory to the Lord's teaching. It's contradictory to his way of life. And then we come back. And we allow the tension to rub a little bit, the friction a little bit. But the friction and the tension, we don't stay in it long enough for it to actually change our life. And so it's easy to live in a world without conflict without tension. We can avoid the tension in our conversations. We can avoid the tension in our family. We can avoid the tension in our own life because we're not in the fire of Jesus' gaze and his word long enough. So I would ask you, like, how how do you pray? Do you talk to Jesus about the things that are difficult to talk about? Do you talk to Jesus about that behavior, that attitude, that addiction you have in your life? 
Or do you just talk to Jesus about the easy stuff? Jesus, I want to be at peace. I want to be happy. Take care of my family. Take care of my friends. Help me serve the poor. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Or do you talk to Jesus about the things that are hard to talk about? Lord, I'm struggling to not cheat on my taxes. Lord, I am struggling to love my spouse because they continue to annoy me. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means because I, I'm afraid to say it because it might mean that I might not love them. It might mean that I don't know how to love them. Lord, I'm afraid to talk about my child because I think they might have same-sex attraction. And I, I, and I want to blame myself and I don't know what to do with that. Lord, I'm afraid to talk about my addiction to pornography or, or my same-sex attraction in my own life. Lord, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to talk about the way that I feel about my neighbor or my friend because I don't like them. In fact, I hate them. And I'm afraid to feel hate. I'm afraid to know what you think about that. See, that's where the fire is. That's where the tension is. That's where the difficulty is. And if I grow up not knowing how to have those conversations, then I will never allow God to come close to where he wants to make a change in my life. We're just going to talk about the easy stuff, the stuff that doesn't create conflict. And I will propose to you, we are staying away from Jesus. Jesus says, I have come to set the earth on fire. Jesus, when we are close to him, he wants to love us and he wants to come with a fire. Fire is not always bad. Fire purifies. Fire separates the gold from the impurities. Fire may burn the dead stuff so that new growth can begin. But it's hard to stay around the fire. When you're sitting around a campfire, right? It's cool. I really love watching the fire, watching the different ways that it burns. But I like staying at a safe distance because if I get too close, it just gets a little too warm. And I can't stay there for long. But the love of Jesus, his heart is on fire for you and for me. And if we could just stay in the tension long enough, the areas of our life that are not in communion with him and talk to him about it and let him say and speak to us about them, and be okay with the difference in what's happening in his heart and what's happening in our heart and learn to grow there. We will be so much better. The kingdom of God does not look like everyone on earth agreeing with each other because we're not all believers. We're not all in agreement with what Jesus says. There will be tension 
the Republicans and the Democrats, that's just a little window into what it could be like if we would actually give our hearts to Jesus. There's going to be division. So let's not be afraid of division, but let's trust and pray that if we really came close to Jesus, his fire has a good intention to purify us, to heal us, to free us from the things that enslave us. And then when there's division in our family, when there's division in the world, we can fully understand it. Because there's division in us, and we know where to go with it. We know to bring it to the Lord and to trust that tension is not such a bad thing. Healthy tension will bring new life in us, and please God, it will bring new life in the world. Amen.